If only you could see you how God sees you. Let me ask you this. What is holding you back from being more intentional with your life, with your goals, maybe even your relationship with God? What is holding you back and why? Until you acknowledge and address what that thing is, you'll never be able to truly access who God designed you to be. It may be the limiting beliefs you hold about yourself. It may be what you believe other people think about you. Whatever that thing is, it is holding you back from your true potential. But instead of worrying about it any longer, I'm here to help. My name is Z. I'm your new favorite wellness coach, a certified trainer, and young believer. As host of this very elegant show we run here, my mission is to tackle what we just talked about and help each of you live as God designed you to be. And look, at the end of the day, I have already been in your shoes. And you know what? I'm still going through a lot of this right now. But I've seen the growth and the results that can come out of such a complex problem and making it simple for each and every one of you. In today's episode, my sister in Christ, Juana Darche, is probably going to be one of the most passionate speakers you will ever hear. And together, we're going to get you right in your mind and on your road to sanctification. But I promise you, by the end of this episode, the way you think and look about yourself and your relationship with God will be radically changed. You're about to be trained by the Lamb. So how can we put God's goals for us as priority number one? How can we put his goals priority number one? Well, I think that it's being eternal focus. I remember when I was still in college and I was, I would walk home, right? Like I would just, I would walk home from school. And I remember just like this question of purpose constantly coming up and I would ask the Lord, I would kind of, I would look up at the sky and I would say, Lord, what is my purpose? Like, what are you, what did you put me here for? Like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And I would ask this over and over again as I walked from uh, school to the place where I was staying. And I remember one day as I was looking up, the Lord told me, he said, Tawana, this is your purpose. And I was like looking around like, wait, what? Like, what do you mean? This is, so I was confused at first. And he told me, he just, one, he shifted my perspective and told me that like, one, he didn't create people. He didn't create us to run around doing things for him, right? So this is, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about proper perspective. The Lord said, I didn't, and he didn't need humans to like start doing things for him because he's all sufficient in and of himself. Um, he, do, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a need. And so he told me the reason why your purpose, your why is relationship with me. So when he said, this is your purpose, it was the communion that I was having with him, the fellowship that I was having with him as I was talking to him and asking him, what is my purpose? And so therefore, there was a shift in my understanding of purpose and assignments, the, the God assignment. And I think that when we, when we recognize just how much God loved us, right, like how much he loves us, how much he longs to be with us and his desire for relationship then I think that it puts things into perspective because it allows that to be our focus for every person that we encounter, for people to actually know, to commune, to be in fellowship and relationship with this God that created people for fellowship and for relationship. And so um, I'll pause there. I got a lot more to say, but just knowing the heart of God towards us 
would take us out of that like doing mentality into the being and it would really allow us to grasp God's understanding for how he desire our lives to be centered. Like we said, there is certainly a lot more we can go into here, but I, in preparation for this episode, I sort of just wrote down what I, I tried to narrow it down to five things that I would say our goals should be. And I, I'll get your thoughts on these. Number one, obviously, we mentioned it, love God. And you talked about it. It's that relationship. Like we have yeah. to have a relationship with God. And that's something that I've been, I've been working on. That's something that is like probably priority number one for me to work on this year is actually having a relationship with God saying, I'm taken, but I'm taken by God. Amen. That's my first one. And then number two, obviously, Jesus says your second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. as God has displayed that love for us. That's number two. Number three is now going out of that love and going and serving God yeah. all that you do. That's what we're doing here today. We're serving him. And so that's number three. And that comes out of the love once again. Number four is the Great Commission. And we can do this in a bunch of different ways once again. So it's not, you know, exclu- this list isn't exclusive, but make disciples of all nations. Yep. doesn't matter. Every tribe, tongue, and nation, go out and make disciples and show all those things love and serve them like we talked about in those first three and then number five is deny yourself daily and going through the book of matthew i've just read this and i was like you know what i gotta put this in my top five because it's like man deny yourself daily take up your cross and mm-hmm. i think that's something that is far overlooked not only in the church today but in society as a whole today that people just aren't willing to deny themselves they don't understand yeah. they aren't willing to accept that we have to put all of our self to death and we have to walk in the image of Jesus. So I just absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that I love the way you just summed that up <laughs> with the five points. I think that yeah. definitely, like you said, that that was the, we talked about love, even when the Lord was showing me in terms of relationship with him, it is love. It is the love of God that desires to be in relationship with us and desires for us to be in relationship with one another. And so um, I just, I just love that because out of the commandments, you know, even it said that uh, in the new covenant, right? The new covenant, not even in the old covenant, we're talking about the 10 commandments, but um, he summarized it to love the Lord, our God, with all of our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so, yeah, I think that was just really greatly summed up. But one of the things that I also love that you mentioned was the Great Commission and what it looks like to actually like serve others. Um, And again, we're called to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out devils, to go and make disciples of all nations and to preach the kingdom of God is at hand. And so out of the different methods that it can look like, the different ways that our assignments and the earth can look like or our goals can look like, the heart of it is that the going and serving and it exemplifies the love of God. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you a question about this because, and I'm actually going off the beat here because I didn't have this written down, but I just feel mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit calling me to ask about this. When I was preparing for this, I saw that you had done some work with an organization. You actually co-founded it, the Culture New Norm, right? Yes. Yep, culture. And I just, I wanted to ask you about that because I just, I read about it very briefly and just your work in the DC metropolitan area and in Detroit and just being able to help the youth come to know and just learn about Christ. I wanted to ask you about your experience with that and what that was like, as we just mentioned, making disciples of all nations and just understanding that at least in our country, that's 
where I see a lot of people that need it the most, right, is in the inner city. A lot of those places that they may not have maybe adequate access to the gospel that some others might have. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that uh, really pricked my heart when it comes to our generation and even Gen Z um, is the unconventional way that we are like the, our desire for authenticity and our desire to be our own expression of who God called us to be. And so culture new norm was really about that. Like we had graduated from college and we recognized that there was a need. We recognized that a lot of the college students were in the club. They weren't coming to the Bible studies and they were in the club. And it was like, yo, when we were in, like, you know, what is, what's causing them to not come to this campus ministry that I was a part of was causing them to like be out in a club. And it's just like, yeah, they still have a desire to have fun, to express themselves, to, to enjoy life and not this, you know, not, not the way a lot of us have maybe come up with the idea of what righteousness Jesus, looks Jesus like. Jesus never said you can't have fun. You can't express yeah. yourself. That's what he wants you to do. Is exactly. To have fun and express yourself. That's. That's the freedom of the lamb, baby. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so from there, that's where culture was inspired was to, we decided we we're going to do a hip hop party. We were going to do a Christian hip hop party. And and we were going to have a, a, a Christian DJ. We we're going to have any alcohol. And we were going to show that the world does not create things. Satan doesn't create things. Jesus is the creator. And so it. If you want to have fun, if you want to enjoy life, guess what? That's what he's about because the world didn't create that. He created it. And so it's like, hey, let's actually create, let's, let's create this in the church. Let's create this in the body where uh, young people are able to engage um, with Jesus in a way that feels good to them in their everyday life. Outside of just the Sunday gathering, let's find a way to meet people um, where they are in their everyday life. And that's that was the birth of culture. And we decided like, hey, even for those that are outside of the college, you know, have graduated from college, but find that they don't have that community or they're not necessarily being met the way they want to be. They're not seeing Jesus in this, in the way that relates to them. Let's create this atmosphere with this unconventional gathering of people and introduce people to the love of God. And so we would have different events. You know, we decided that we we're going to make it a thing, have different types of events, whether it's karaoke, open mic, game nights, worship nights, um, and just all different types of social gathering events. And I mean, lives were changed. Like, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people would come out to these events and really encounter the Lord through clean fun and community. Yeah. And the gospel will be preached at the end. And we would pray for people. And so, yeah, it was definitely just a passion of my heart. You know, culture, family, hello <laughs> to, the culture, <laughs> to the culture family. But yes, it was definitely just a beautiful expression of God's love for people. Yeah. And I mean, Jesus says, come as you are, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, that's just the character of Christ that's being resembled. There is Christ and Jesus didn't wait for people to come to him. He went to the people. Yeah. To those that needed him most. And I love that you guys just, like you said, you came and met these people, these college students, where they were at and just making it once again, still gospel centered, but making it so that they don't have to compromise their identity. They don't have yeah. to compromise what they want. And that's everything. That's exactly what I want to do with whether it's God remembers trained by the land, whatever way that I can serve God. I want to tell people that's one of the biggest lies that new believers are going to experience is that they have to 
lose themselves, even though we do again have to deny ourselves, but we have to lose our identity because that's not who God created you to be. God created you with a specific palette, a specific taste. He designed you a specific way. And I know that's a big passion for you is helping women understand that. Yes, absolutely. Like it's one of the things during the pandemic that really shook me was when the entire world was shut down, right? It's like, okay, wait, you know, wait a minute, let's reevaluate. And one of the things that I, that really hit me was the idea, and it's not that it's not something I've never thought about, but it hit me in a fresh way that we're going to actually stand before God one day and have to give an account for the lives that we were entrusted with. And it's, and it was the idea of meeting that great God that people were not going to be there with me to say, hey, you know, we encouraged her to do this or we told her she was this and that. And I'm going to have to stand before him for myself, not my pastor, not my leader, not culture, not the people around me. Therefore, I need to have a keen understanding and a belief of who God calls me to be and what he has specifically entrusted me to do, because only what we do by faith, right, will count. Like right. only... It, it, without faith, it's even impossible to please God. And so it's not even about getting it right or getting it wrong. It's what do we believe the Lord has called us to do with the lives that he has entrusted us with and get busy doing that with the power of the Holy Spirit, making ourselves available for that. And so, again, whatever expression that looks like, whatever, you know, this the idea that things need to look this way or look that way, it's let all of that stuff be just broken off of us in Jesus's name. So that we can go before God and get whatever our unique expression is. If you're called to build a business, then by the grace of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, go build a business. If you're called to start Christian parties, start the Christian party. The podcast, start the podcast. Whatever God has called you to do, that is what you're going to have to give an account to. It is what he has specifically instructed us to do. And, you know, it's did he know us in this earth? And did he know the version of us that he created and he called us to be and not the version that man tell us we are? So, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, and the only thing I would add to that is don't be ashamed of what God has called you to do. Yeah. There's going to be plenty of people, and we know the devil's going to be working through that too, but we know that the enemy's going to be working through that. But there's going to be plenty of opposition that Satan's going to try and throw you off the path that God has laid for you, right? This is one of my favorite verses, Proverbs 16, 9. For man plans his steps, but the Lord establishes Yeah. I'm I'm loosely paraphrasing, but that's the gist of it. But really, it is about God basically like and even martin luther king had a really great quote on this he says faith is taking the first step even when you can't see the whole step yeah so it really is it really we only want to see the first step because if we saw the whole staircase we saw what was going to come with it especially as believers and we know that it's not going to be easy it's going to be difficult and that there's going to be times where you may want to give up but it's yeah pain it's through those trials that make you stronger and ultimately make you dependent on God. That's why if everything was a cakewalk, we wouldn't need God. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's that's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's the life, it's a it's a beautiful adventure. Um, the life that we're called to live. And it's like, go all out, you know, just go all out by faith. Like I love I that. I love that like taking that first step without seeing the first there. That's like life. That's the life that we've been called to live because we're called to depend on the Lord, like Proverbs uh, chapter three, it talks about like trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And that's Proverbs three, I believe five and six. 
Um, but it, it just sums up even what you're saying is like, as we acknowledge the Lord, even when it comes to our goals, we're talking about goals, right? Like the things that we want to accomplish in life, the things we want to accomplish this year, acknowledging God saying, Lord, I'm acknowledging you in my goals. What should my goals be? What have you called me to do? I'm acknowledging that you exist and I'm acknowledging that you are with me, even as I write the vision and make it plain, as it talks about in Habakkuk, right? And acknowledging him, it says that he will, therefore, as we acknowledge his existence, it says that he comes in and that he will direct the path, right? And so it's just so good. It's just like acknowledging the Lord and allowing him, trusting him as he directs the path. And that is so good. Have there been, and we mentioned just wanting to make it practical for our listeners. I'm, I'm a big proponent. I'm a big believer, obviously, in training the habits and the disciplines that you have to do on a daily basis. Because once again, it's about taking that first step, right? It's about taking it one step at a time, one yeah. day at a time, because that's why God says, don't worry about tomorrow. Worry yeah. about today. Worry about what you got in front of you today. You yeah. already eat more than what God has put on our plate for us. It's like, oh, I gave you this plate for a reason. I gave you the T-bone steak for a reason. If you want the dessert, you want the tiramisu, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Like, that's literally how we're supposed to look at it. But when we talk about making it practical, what have been some practical, whether it's just things you do to shape your mindset, realign your mindset, or things you do on a daily, daily basis that help you achieve your goals one step at a time? Yeah. So for instance, I just published a book last year, right? Which was a huge goal when that goal came. It was huge. I had never written a book before. When the Lord told me that it was going to be a novel, um, I had, it was, it seemed like a huge mountain that was going, a huge impossibility. Like, how am I going to do this? Right. That's how it be, right? That's how it is. (laughs) It is. It is. And the way that we train ourselves, some of the ways that we can train ourselves to hear the voice of God, right? Because here's the thing, if we don't have a relationship with God, if we haven't like trained ourselves to have a relationship with God, it could become really challenging when it comes to hearing his voice. And when it comes to goals, when it comes to goals, and we're talking to kingdom people, right? We're talking to people who yep. believe that you you are called by Jesus. You have accepted the call to be a follower of Jesus. You have denied yourself, picked your cross up, and you're following Jesus. It is extremely important that we hear God's voice clearly. And mind you, this is not something that we um, are responsible of in and of ourselves. We got the Holy Spirit that comes and trains us and helps us. And so how do we tap? How do we tap into the presence of God? Some ways that we can tap into the presence of God, because again, this is important for hearing what goals you're supposed to. As kingdom people and followers of Jesus, we just don't create our own goals. We just don't like decide that we want to do something and do it. We need to find out what am I called to do in each moment? Yeah. So one, prayer. That may sound, um, let me just make that very simple. Prayer is what's happening right now between us and who's listening right now, right? The trained by the land family. This is a form of communication and that is what prayer is to God. It is communicating with him. And so what that may look like for me is in in different ways, right? I love worship music. So I may turn on some worship music. I may sit still in a place, have my journal, have my Bible. And for those that may be new to the faith, Um, or haven't necessarily practiced, I call it practicing the presence of God in this way. It can be as simple as, Lord, I don't even know where to start, right? This is prayer. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. But 
I'm going to sit here and I ask that you would make your voice clear to me. Holy Spirit, fill me up because the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the one that leads and guides us into all truth, right? So if you want to know what goals you should have or you're planning your goals, the Holy Spirit is the one that will lead and guide you into all truth. So sitting, I would sit still, I would pray and ask the Lord, Father, what are you calling me to focus on right now? And I would be still. And I would just wait for maybe a knowing in my spirit, right? Like something may pop up. It may, I, I, it was maybe never a voice that the Lord will boom out of the sky or show up in person to me and speak to me, but it may be a piece of like, hey, remember that I called you to write that book through a dream three years ago. Now is the time. And so as I'm sitting with the Lord and I'm praying and I'm saying, God, I need your help. I love you. I adore you. I want to love you more. I want to know you more. And I want to do what it is that you have called me to do. What is it that you're calling me to do right now, right? What do we just do? We just acknowledge God in all of our ways. And it says, therefore, he will, he's obligated at this point to come in and to direct our steps. And so that is a very practical way, just prayer. And when you're praying, wait and, and see what comes to your heart as you're praying, right? What just popped into my mind as I'm sitting here with the Lord? And I believe that this is God speaking to me. I may have peace to rest. Hey, peace to say, hey, you're doing this and I didn't call you to do it. So I need you to put it down and I need for you to wait for further instructions, right? So the peace will come as we seek the Lord in prayer. Also, and so these are just ways that we train ourselves to hear the voice of God. We should be reading our Bibles every day. I am a person, right? I may not always know what to go to in the Bible. Sometimes I'll pull the Bible and I'm like, what the heck? Where do I start? Like, I don't even know sometimes where to start, but I'll start somewhere. Say that the Bible is literally, it said a double-edged sword, right? It is alive and it is active. So it doesn't matter where yep. you start. It's living and breathing. It's living and breathing. doesn't matter where you start. When I go to the word of God, the, the scriptures, I am engaging with the breath of God, with the living God. Right. Come on. So I'm going to even it don't matter where I go to Genesis or I go to Matthew, whether I go to (laughs) whether I go to Zephaniah or whether I go to Amos. It doesn't matter where I go. The moment that I begin to read the word of God, I am engaging with the spirit of God and he will begin to write. I'm acknowledging him. Therefore, he will come in and direct my path. And so these are some practical ways that I, I would be remiss if I did not start there with like, hey, guys was so, it may seem impossible. It may seem like, oh, this may not seem practical. This may, no, it is because it, it doesn't depend on you. Hearing God's voice does not rest on you. What we do is we position ourselves for him to do what, he's, what he already said he's going to do. And so that's one, I would just say, for me personally, getting before God, hearing what it is that he had to say and doing what, what I believe he is, what I sense he's calling me to do in each moment. And it may look different. So for instance, this year, my goals look different. One of the things that I put into practice is each year, and I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but maybe the Lord will speak to you about what it could look like for you. For me, each, at the end of each year, I go on a retreat, right? I go on a retreat. And this particular retreat is the hearing God retreat for me personally. And I go to a place, I book an Airbnb somewhere in the mountains. I go somewhere and I say, God, I want to recap this year with you and see what went well, what went wrong. And I also, I am here to hear from you for the coming year. What are you called? What are you saying to the church for this year? Because the Bible says, let him who have ears to hear, hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. 
So God would tell us what he's specifically saying to us as a body of believers, not even just individually. God, what are you saying to the church and how can I be in alignment with that? And also, what should my goals be this coming year? And I'll sit there and I'll worship, right? And I will write out, I will go through the year and I will write it out. And and as I pray, I believe that what's coming to my mind, what's coming to my heart as I've invited the Lord in is coming from God. And so I will write it out. Okay, this year, I believe I'm called to write the book. I feel a peace on that. I feel a wind on that. I feel the Lord speaking to me about writing this book. I'm going to write the book this year. Okay. I also sense that the Lord is telling me discipleship. I need to be discipling someone. I want to disciple. I, I sense that I'm called to, to disciple five people this year. And then, then I'll take that. Thank you, Father, for giving me the goals for this year. Let's break that down. What is that going to look like? Holy Spirit, I'm acknowledging you, right? According to your word, I'm acknowledging you in this way. Teach me how to break this down to make it measurable so that I can make sure that I finish well this year and that I please you this year. Um, and so again, that, that was a lot, but again, this, I, I, I believe that it's, um, that good. yeah, it's, I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to every person that is listening and teaching us how to rest in his presence, how to hear from him. Again, that inkling that you have, that inclination, that kind of feeling that's like, oh, I believe I'm called to do this. I believe this is what God is calling me to do is the Holy Spirit. And Again, the Bible says that this is a psalm to say that his sheep hear, uh, uh, or maybe in the Gospels, I'll find it. It say his sheep hear his voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm trusting that as I'm acknowledging him, what's coming to me, I'm not going to be like, oh, is this me? Is this God? Is this the devil? Is this? No, no, no. As I posture myself before God and I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord to intervene, what's coming to my heart? I'm believing that that is the Holy Spirit speaking to me and so yeah so praise god you know you got me you got me pumped up about goals <laughs> oh my goodness yes i know the holy spirit has just lit a fire in her twatter man if y'all ain't feeling it yet <laughs> i don't know what I, I don't know what more we need to do to get her going but yeah she's going <laughs> she going and I, I, i'm right there with her, but yeah absolutely so oh man i don't even know where to start after that but um I, I was one of the questions I was thinking of, uh, cause we talked about it. Um, what, are, what are some of the favorite, uh, whether it's worship music or as you mentioned, Christian hip hop, do you have any favorite artists, favorite, uh, people that you like to listen to? Well, it shifts. And also I mentioned that, that scripture, I just wanted to like, just come back to that. That's I realize I have to add this because if I'm like, man, if whatever she's listening to, Put me on that, man. She's like, I, I want to get, I want to be motivated like you right now. Like, I thought I was the most motivated person. Yeah. I just got one up here. You know, come around that. Come on. Glory to God. So, well, help me out. Help a brother out. Come on. Amen. Okay. So, guys, that scripture, you, that scripture reference I was talking about, um, look in John chapter 10, um, verses starting in verse 27. So, just write that down. I just wanted to make sure I came back with that scripture that my sheep hear my voice. Um, I know them and they follow me. And so, yeah, so that's uh, one place where that is. So anyway, some music that I like to listen to. So it can, it varies. One, I'm really into Maverick City right now. Um, and so I- Listen, everybody, let's I go. Know, I know. 
And so I lost Chandler Moore, by the way. Oh, I love him. This boy. I was at Passion back in January, and oh man, Maverick City. They they were oh, the last. Were there? Act, they rocked the house. Oh. Yeah, they were there. They rocked the house. Wow. Oh my. I I know they. I went to one of their recent concerts, and it was just so Maverick City. I'm into Maverick City. I actually love Bethel. I love Bethel music. Stephanie Gritzinger. Whenever I want to dig into like a depth of intimacy. Um, I'll tap into Stephanie Gritzinger. She's just like a, a intimate worshiper of the Lord, like really like usher you into that intimacy. And so sometimes I may, you know, take it back. I may listen to some old school, you know, some of the old albums, but yeah. So Bethel, I love Bethel music, Maverick City, even Elevation here and there. I'll listen to some Elevation, but right now I'm really into Bethel. Um, always tapping into Stephanie. Also, um, a really powerful one, Psalmist Rain. Um, so you got Naomi Rain for sure. Voice is beautiful, but then you have Psalmist Rain. Oh, I love her. Yeah. So I'm a person I really dig into the CCM, the contemporary Christian music at this moment. So yeah, so Maverick City for sure is top for me in, in following Bethel music as well. Hip hop. So I, you know, everyone 116, right? For sure. Uh, and, and so it can kind of. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what she said, 116. What y'all know about what was like? <laughs> no, I, 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 I was hoping you was gonna bring it up because, like, man, I could do, I could do a whole episode on Christian hip hop. But yes, and that's <laughs> this is one of the things where I like, I didn't realize how much there was available out there. And for me, I love listening to it in my workouts. And yeah, that's just something I'm gonna recommend to a lot of people. But go ahead. Yes, Misfits, Misfits, love Misfits, and one day, one day, I've just recently gotten into one. I think you was gonna say her. I said you didn't say her. I was Wanda. Yes. So yeah, so it and it, it varies. I'll have to share my play. I got like it'll go in so many different <laughs> directions. But yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna throw out a quote here because I want to let this marinate for just a second. But it's a Michelangelo quote, so get ready for something deep here. But it says the greatest danger for most of us isn't that our aim is too high and we miss it, but that it is too low and we reach it. Mm, wow. Let that marinate. Because I, I love this quote because I think about all the times God probably sees us settling for what we can see as our good instead of waiting, working for God's best. Wow. And at the end of the day, loving and serving God, we mentioned it, we're going to repeat it. We're going to say it over and over again because it's the truth. It's, it triumphs everything. Loving and serving God must come first. But for any of our audience who has goals in mind that they would like to achieve, it is going to take some patience, mm -hmm. some dedication. So what advice would you give for anyone listening that wants to live as God, as who God designed them to be and honoring him while doing it? think about that quote too because that like i said i want to let that be yeah no that quote that quote it got me it was <laughs> it was for me they got my listeners too so don't <laughs> the quote was for me as well it's so good one of the things that i say it's uh i mean people say it all the time right it's a marathon it's not a sprint it's a marathon or it's about the journey not the destination these are quotes and it reminded me of this insurmountable seemingly insurmountable goal of writing a novel and I had never written any anything before and I remember because I didn't even know where to start mind you a novel you have to even you're creating a world this isn't like a memoir or this is a, a fiction book you're creating the world you're creating these characters and 
I remember. Um, yeah. And how many pages? How many pages long is your book? It is. Know? It is. It's about three hundred. That's three hundred pages of God inspired, just story, right? Yeah. God inspired novel yeah. putting into in between the binders of the book, right? Like that doesn't just happen. No, you gotta work for that. You gotta be called to do absolutely. that. Absolutely, something that God called you to do. Absolutely. Think about that. That's three hundred pages. That don't just happen. No, absolutely. And you mentioned, I mean, like endurance, right? When we become eternal focused, I'm I'm focused on Jesus, on what He's called me to do. Then it's taking, it's one step at, it's like, if you don't quit, if you don't give up, you will get there, right? It's, yeah. it's like, even if you fail, even if you miss it, even if you feel like you missed it, you feel like you missed the mark, if you just continue, you will get there. And so um, just thinking about that. It's quote, the same way in our faith, you can't give up. Yes, it's thinking about that quote that you mentioned. It is the setting the bar uh, too low, right? Like the, it makes it reachable for us. Okay, like if I make it this low, that means I, I won't have to deal with disappointment. I won't have to deal with being discouraged if I miss it. So I'm going to make my life's goal things that I could do in my own strength. But again, I love this, you know, even the God thing, right? Like the continuing for God's best is, hey, listen, if I look at it as a marathon, if I look at it as not like a sprint, but about the journey, and I say, God, whatever it is that you have decided to for my life, then I am going to take one step in front of the other. I'm going to put one foot in front of the other, and then I will get there. And, and it mentions this even in Hebrews. If you look in Hebrews chapter 10, I believe starting in verse around 35, it says, don't cast off your confidence. It say, don't, because it say you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. And so again, this is interwoven throughout the Bible of that endurance, of that continuing. And even the Bible even like talks about the race, you know, not just the swift, but those that endure till the end. And so, yeah, so I just wanted to like hit on that quote because I just thought that it was just so powerful. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'll bring it on back. No, for sure. And I think a good portion of our listeners are also not just going to be people that are in college or graduate college, even though that is the majority of them. But I think it's also, there's going to be a good amount of them out there that are new to the faith, right? That are wanting to figure out, are seeking connection, are wanting to say, how am I going to be able to run that endurance, right? Because it's not just a oh, one day I'm yeah. and the next day, you know, I'm just not going to live by it, right? So I think that's really important. And you were starting to touch on it a little bit is we can come just like with our goals, like when people set like a new year's resolution, if some people want to do that, but for people that do that, it's the same way that a lot of new believers can go in their faith is they come out guns ablazing and saying, oh my gosh, I'm on fire for Christ. I'm just, I'm ready to go serve. I'm ready to do all this stuff. And then once just one thing that actually comes with the faith, right? That one little difficulty, that one little trial. Yeah. And it's like, dang, nobody told me about this. Yeah. And now you start questioning God. You start questioning your faith, question whether you got the endurance. Or maybe you don't even have that. Maybe you just taper off over time. You just, you never get back what that initial mm -hmm. fire was. It's like, it's just like in a marathon, right? We can, you take off the first mile yeah. of the marathon. Guess what? You might be in first place, but once other people start passing you, you're going to start questioning yourself. You're going to start doubting yourself. And that's not how God envisioned our walk to be. That's not how he envisioned our relationship yeah. to be. And that's why it's so important to be rooted in that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So getting back to my question, it was, what advice would you give for anyone listening that wants to live? And I, I know you got good experience with this because you help women in your coaching to understand this, but 
anyone that wants to live as who God designed them to be. And we're all unique, right? Mm -hmm. You are one out of seven plus billion people, yet God made you mm -hmm. specifically unique. He designed you with a specific purpose, whatever that is, whether you want to write a novel, you want to do a podcast, you want to go out and serve, you want to go out and actually be on the ground, going overseas and making disciples where we tried tongue nation, whatever it is that God has given to you, what would your advice be for just guiding people, navigating them to who God designed them to be and honoring him while doing? Yeah, I think, again, it goes back to that relationship with God. And if you was to think about how do you cultivate a relationship with your closest friends, right? What does it look like if you're trying to build a relationship with someone? What are some things that you will do? You're going to call them. You may call them. You're going to say, hey, let's hang out. Like you're going to, if you, if you're. The people you call when something good happens. Yes. That happens. They're the first people you call. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're telling them about what's going on in your life. You're, you want them to be involved. You want them to, you're invested in what's going on in their lives. Right. And so if you think about mm -hmm. relationship, how practically, what does the relationship look like with people that you want to build a relationship with? You're going to inform them about what's going on in your life. You're, you may call them, ask them for advice. Hey, listen, I'm going through this. What are your thoughts about this? That is how we cultivate our relationship with the Lord as well. It, it is acknowledging him. And all, again, going back to that, you know, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 verse, it is inviting God into our world and asking that he would transform our world to look like the way he desired and designed for it to look. And so, again, I'm just hammering in on this, the importance of relationship with God. And even the way he's going after this, the spirit of religion and things that are causing us to cling to doctrines, cling to people, cling to ideals, our way of doing things the way we think it is. Um, some of us may have created idols, different idols in our lives. We even got an idol of Jesus. We've created him to be something that he's not because we haven't went to the word and found out what the Bible says about God for ourselves. We haven't prayed. And so we just take pieces of what people say God is. And then we start worshiping that. And so, again, my advice to people would be, Paul says this. He says to know God is eternal life. Eternal life is actually to know him. And there should be no goal. Yeah. There should be no goal greater than knowing God. There should be no desire that we have that is greater than our desire to know God. And if it is, because more than likely it may be, uh, because we this is a, a daily thing of denying ourselves, of, of, de or, of picking up our cross, of killing idols, things that try to exalt itself against the knowledge of Jesus, and asking the Holy Spirit to help us to make that our desire, to make that are number one pursuit. It says that in the book of Matthew, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so I, I can't give greater advice when man fails me, when my goals don't come through the way I think that they're going to come through, when things begin to fall apart or when things go the way I think that they should go. Um, the thing that has kept me is relationship with God, is connection with him. And so there is no, for those that want to live the life that God has called you to live and you want to be who God has called you to be, practice the presence of God, sitting with him, listen to some worship music, pray, open up your Bible. If you're a writer, journal, get on your knees, hold your hands up. These are practical things. Father, come into my space, come into this room, come into this house, dine with me. I want to know you, teach me who you are, teach me who I am. 
Um, so it's really that deep fellowship and that intimacy that that the Lord desires. And there is no greater advice that I can give, but develop the relationship with God. And it's not, it's because he's invisible, right? Because he's spirit. Sometimes that yeah. can seem very daunting. It's like, okay, I'm just going to like sit here and it can feel weird, but do it anyway. Do it even though it may be uh, uncomfortable at first. Do it if it feels eerie and it's like, okay, this is very strange. Having a relationship with me looks a lot different than having a relationship with God because, you know, he can talk back to me. I can see his face, right? But my advice is do it anyway. Do it anyway. Do it even if it's uncomfortable because eventually it would be your breath. It would be like air. It would be like breathing. Um, So that is the number one advice that that I can give to that for that question. I, I define myself as a daughter of the most high God, right? I am a daughter first. Yeah. And the things that I do come second to that, but I am just a daughter of Jesus, um, the beloved of God. It says it right there on her shirt. Y'all can't see it, but it says well, yeah. she wears a lot of crowds. She's a daughter. <laughs> and that's the name of my book. That's the name of my book. It's called Daughter. Um, but yep. yeah, so honestly, my passion, my fire for God has come because God literally plucked me up out of the mud. Right. He plucked me up out of the the, the, <laughs> yeah. the mire. He and so I was adopted at an early age. I was adopted um at the age of 10 years old. I was put into the foster care system at nine. Both of my biological parents were crack addicts and my siblings and I were lost. We were uh taken from them and put into the foster care system. And eventually we got adopted, praise God. In my adopted home, it was a single mother who adopted me. And Again, she adopted six kids. She had six kids. She had three of her own, single mother. And there was a lot of dysfunction, a lot of brokenness, not really yeah. being accepted back then. And so I dealt with a lot of rejection, um, a lot of trauma. Because I was adopted, that was a, a mark of shame for me going to school. I didn't want people to know that I was adopted. And so what I did was I decided, like, I need to create an image. one that is acceptable to people because I'm so broken and I was ashamed of who I was that I started to create this persona. And so in high school, I was very popular, one prom queen, just different courts. It was very, you know, popular in high school because again, I created this image. I said, okay, what is the thing that is acceptable to people? I'm going to be that. So I'm going to be the, the, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that, I'm going to be that girl. But inside I was broken, scrambling for the pieces of myself. And when I was a teenager, I did go to a Christian camp. It was like one of those camps you just sent all of the kids in the hood to. I'm from Detroit. And so it was kind of like gathering up all the kids, sending us to, to this camp. They might not have even known what was happening at this camp, but it ended up being a Christian camp. And so I actually encountered the Lord there. And I was about 12 years old. I think I was about 12, uh, about 12 years old. And I actually encountered the Lord there. And so I started to have a, what I call a closet relationship with God, where I would say, okay, the world is too crazy because I still, again, was in a broken home, battling a lot of different things and people weren't around me living for God. So I, so I had a closet relationship where I began to dive into who God was. I began to pray and seek him as a teenager in my bedroom. But when I went out, it was put the face on of the identity that I had created so that I can survive. And I remember I was probably around 19 years old. I got talked into being a stripper. 
And mind you, because this identity that I created, I decided, oh, I need to create another identity so that a stripper can be accepted because I was, I created the identity of the good girl, the cute good girl, blah, 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 that was popular. But it was like, okay, if I'm being a stripper, I need to create a completely different um, identity. And I remember telling the Lord, because I had a relationship with him again, it was a closet one. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this and I'll be back. You know, so just give me some time. I had to adjust. I had to, I said, you just, just leave me alone for a minute. I'm going to go out into the streets. And and if we know anything about God, he ain't leaving oh, you alone. <laughs> listen, oh, no, no. this, this is going to show you just how much he would not leave us alone. I tried to be a stripper. I, I remember it only lasted for probably a couple of weeks, uh, if that. And I remember... Each guy would tell me, I would hear from men over and over again, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. What are, what, really? over and over again. Um, I hope y'all ready for this testimony. Y'all probably, y'all probably wasn't expecting this, but y'all, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready for <laughs> Go ahead, Dennis. Go ahead. You know, uh, what are you doing here? And I, I say to yeah. the day, the Lord chased me out the strip club. I couldn't be one because people just would not accept me in the strip club. It was like, you don't belong. I, I would random guys, right? The Holy Spirit would get it, would jump on them. <laughs> Holy Spirit, speak it. I still can't. I still oh, can't believe would, that. The Holy Spirit would be speaking through these men and would be like, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. This happened multiple times. And so I had to stop. And I was, and at wow. this point, I was in my bed. I was feeling so broken. I was ashamed now, right? Because now, that that lifted, whatever, you know, that thing that caused me to even decide to do that. I was feeling the shame from being, from trying to strip. I was feeling rejection all around. Cause I'm like, dang. And then I was angry with the Lord. Cause I was like, why you just wouldn't let me be in the streets? Like, why are you bothering me? I just wanted to live my life. Like, what is happening? You just, and, and I remember in the midst of, that was one of my lowest moments. And I remember the Lord literally wrapping his arms around me. Like I felt, I tangibly felt a presence, like a presence of love and peace literally on my body. Like, and, and the Lord began to speak to me there and he said, I, I need you to know that I am it. I am what you're seeking. I, he began to minister to me in my, I yes, am. I am. He began to minister to me in my bed. Like, I, again, I was, I say to this day, I wasn't discipled into the faith. I wasn't, the Holy Spirit met me and literally grabbed me up. And that day I had made a decision. I said, oh, wow, for God, I live, for God, I die. Like I'll never, and I'm, I haven't looked yeah. back since. I was like, oh, wow, this, like you, Clearly, you're not going to let me go. Clearly, you love me. And it was almost like a bear hug, you know, with someone, well, we're not used to experiencing love or we're not used to experiencing affection. And someone just bear hugs you and they make you. They're like, no, it's different. you're going to receive this love. It was like, <laughs> and because of his love for me, I gave my life to him for real. And I was like, okay, for the rest of my life, like it, my life belongs to you because you saved me over and over and over and over again. Um, and so that is, again, that is my, I, that was a, a powerful beginning for me. After that, the Lord just, my life, I'm the first person to graduate college and my, on both sides of my family, my adopted family, my biological family. Um, the Lord has used me to see many of my family members, my friends come to know Jesus. And so my life literally belongs to him because he met me in my lowest place. Um, and so, yes, wow. my testimony. This is awesome, but. Even even just a few weeks ago, we had a girl on. Her name was Nina, and 
she had what she called a bathroom floor moment. And that was where Jesus met her was on the bathroom floor. And so just to see sort of that similarity for you, it was, you said the bedroom, the strip club, even like Jesus um, to these lowest points in your life to the last place you expect to see the Holy Spirit working that you expect to see God to see, to see Jesus working and he will meet you there. So we got our bathroom floor moment. We got a strip yes. club, we got a bedroom <laughs> moment, whatever it is. God will meet you. Yes. And I, yes, like, he just, I mean, it's just, man, it's like the thing about it is God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? It, this, this God that will come into the strip club is the God that stepped out of heaven and entered into the earth and laid down his life for me, for you. There is no limit. There's no place that he's unwilling to go to come after you. Um, if he would, if the same God, he leaves the 99 and chases the one, right? Leaves the 99. He's going to step out of heaven, out of glory, and come into the earth and like die is yeah. no place. And so it's just, he just, it's his love. So yeah. Awesome. Well, once again, as we wrap up this episode, man, I know everybody is going to be so encouraged by this episode. And thank you once again for coming on today, Twana. Before we go, just wanted to give you a moment to just tell people about what it is you're doing now. We talked about your novel, your book, Daughter and you're a speaker as well, an identity coach. Just tell people what it is that you do, how they can reach out to you, because I know that there's going to be just maybe even just one person here today that says, man, this girl Tawana that came on this show today, man, she had just the fire of the Holy Spirit in her. I want more of that in my life. I'm yeah, so you guys can follow me. Um, Instagram, Facebook is Tawana Darche. That's D-A-R-S-H-A-E. So Tawana Darche on Instagram, on Facebook, you can go to my website, it's TawanaDarshay.com. So Tawana Darche across the board. In terms of what I do, I am an author. Um, so my novel, my debut novel is called Daughter, and it's inspired by my life. So this testimony that I share with you guys is inspired by that. And you can get that on wherever, any platform or books or so, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. So you can look up my name, Tawana Burks, and you can find it there. My book is called Daughter. I am a coach as well, identity and destiny coach. So I help women uh, grow in the fullness of who God called them to be and do what it is that he has called them to do with their lives. And so, yes, yeah, so that is what I do. You guys can, again, connect with me to Wanda Darche on any platform. I would love to, to connect with you. So, yes. Awesome. Awesome. Tawana, thank you so much for coming on the Train by the Lamb podcast. You are now our Christ-centered connection for all these people out there, and they can reach out to you. And I know that just the Holy Spirit is going to continue to work, and you guys going to continue to work Amen. you. And I just, I'm so grateful to be able to have this conversation with you today and to see how he's going yes it was a pleasure to be here thanks for having me y'all i loved speaking with tawana today almost as much as y'all being able to listen to her and hear that passion come out of her this is the final episode of tbtl as your boy is headed on break for the summer but don't fret because i will still be out here giving y'all some free motivation every single day at trained by the lamb and god remembers we always center everything around god there is no substitute for that Today, I want to offer you an opportunity to take back the life God has called you to live. If that's you and you're ready to begin the new life he has waiting for you, then simply follow me on Instagram at ZThePT and DM me the word lamb so you can begin building the habits and connections that will open the eyes to the life you never knew was possible. Once again, that's at ZThePT and simply DM me the word lamb to get started today.